All right, what is going on, Porkfest? How we doing out here? There we go, let me feel it. Come on, let's get this thing going. Woo! There we go. That's that day drinking mushroom for breakfast energy. I love it. <laughs> uh, welcome to the first ever Run Your Mouth, Not Part of the Problem, I Stole Dave's Gig podcast. <laughs> I appreciate that you guys came out for it. Uh, for those wondering what happened to Dave, we uh, shared a very special moment together with Ch in Chicago, and he's come down with the AIDS. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a fresh batch. It's gonna take him a little time, but don't worry, he's gonna be back at it. <laughs> um, guys, it's super cool. I brought a roster of killers with me here today. Uh, some fantastic libertarian comedians. Then we also got a full roster. We're gonna have a fun show. So let me introduce the rest of our panel coming up here. First, the guy competing with me for the title of baldest man in liberty. Let's hear it for Clint from Liberty Lock Pod. Uh, from High Society Radio, we got Chris Vega. And from Panties in the Mouth, we got Andy Melfinari. Let's get this run your mouth started. I'm gonna take this seat. So uh, what we're going to be doing with this pod, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about some stuff going on in the news, some matters that concern all of us, but I promise the organizers of this festival, by the end of this podcast, one of you guys, we're going to be moving up here and joining the Free State Project. And... Well, Andy's my ride, so if he leaves, I'm stuck. <laughs> nah, dude, I hate shoveling snow way more than I like liberty. <laughs> Shoveling snow is fucking weak. <laughs> Clinton, you getting sick of that nice pad in Miami? Uh, no, not really. But, you know, it's, it does feel better to be in New Hampshire. I'm not going to lie. My, these are my people. Uh, well, I know that you guys are reluctant now, but we are going to be bringing on the free staters later. Mm -hmm. uh, and the podcast isn't over until one of you guys acquiesce. Oh. Can we? Holy shit. And the audience isn't allowed to leave either, so <laughs> buckle up. We are making this thing happen. I'm going to need more shrooms. I, only, <laughs> I, took, a, I took a micro dose this morning. I'm going to need a macro dose if we're in here. <laughs> no, I am considering, because I heard if you move up here, you guys get a child bride. <laughs> Is that accurate? Yeah, but you got to pay for it in gold. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Fair enough. That's a sensitive subject. Wait, child bride meaning that they're still a child, or they just got done with childhood? I think there's got to be one already in them. It's like a twofer. It's, like <laughs> it's a Cracker Jack prize, you know what I mean? Oh, and then... Hey, Jesus, Robbie, kill my boner, why don't you? <laughs> no, if they come in pregnant, that's like a Woody Allen two-for-one special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got oh. your upgrade there 18 years later. Good to go. Yeah. Let's go, dude. Yeah, get your kids the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, this weird Serbian film shit going right. on. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, any kids selling Ron Paul stickers, do it over there. <laughs> yeah, do it near the Bitcoin hippies. That's yeah. the weirdest shit I've seen. Uh, and by the way, just if you weren't aware of this beforehand, Run Your Mouth is not part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, this is the Dave's Not Here episode. <laughs> but he might be here at 6. Find out then. <laughs> Uh, I will say from having been out here last night, I want to spend more time just looking at stars. I didn't realize that was as cool as it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I was looking at the stars last night, and I was like, flat earthers are retarded. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you look up for two seconds, and you're like, it's clearly round. They're fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I cursing too much? No, not at all. I'm just moving over so I could uh, see Clint. Clint, did you take some time to take some mushrooms, look at the stars, connect with the universe last night? <clears throat> I have not done the hallucinogen thing yet. I know that's kind of like a rite of passage in New Hampshire, but I, I had speaking a, a, a events that I had to be somewhat sane for, but I'm done with that now. I just have stupid podcasts like this so I can take whatever I want. <laughs> Hell yeah. What is your hallucinogen of choice? If you're uh, attending a festival like this, you're gonna get weird, what are you taking? I'm gonna be honest, I, I haven't done hallucinogens since I was in college, so it's been a long time, uh, but mushrooms were definitely my forte. All right, I, I think uh, you can just about ask anyone in this crowd. Oh, I've been, I've been offered them like a dozen times already. The, so. the first thing that happened when I showed up here was I was trying to like figure out where my hotel room is, and some guy's like, yo, you need mushrooms? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I need a hotel room so I can take a shit before my first podcast. <laughs> You're like, I need, I need directions, not directions on how to find religion. Yeah. Thank you. 
<laughs> it's also great, by the way, I, I wish I was cool enough to be the guy who says yes to that, and then the next day they're like, what happened to Rob? And they're like, well, instead of checking in, he just took mushrooms, no one's seen him since. <laughs> like a real Hunter Thompson moment where you're just like, all right, I guess we're done with work for this event. <laughs> yeah, Rob's having a debate about economics with the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> <laughs> If someone wants to get a camera, it seems interesting. <laughs> and he's been debating this tree for four straight hours. I think he's winning? I don't know. <laughs> all right, so uh, let's get into some of the problems that we all face as libertarians. We're out there in the world and... Uh, Finding a girlfriend. I, yeah. <laughs> we got nah, dude, there's a bunch of kid he kids here. Libertarians, come. <laughs> uh, I'm noticing more and more women at these events, Clint. That's, uh, it feels like somehow we're bringing more women in. I don't know how. I, don't I have know. to credit you. No, if you guys just mash your two bald heads together, it'll look like tits, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Did I pit fuck Rob and Clint's head last night? <laughs> shit. Yeah, dude. You thought the Cheshire Cat thing was bad. <laughs> God damn it. I shouldn't have taken that stranger's mushrooms. Fuck. <laughs> Wow, we're going for it at two in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. This is aggro. I, think, I haven't even started. I think before us there was an event on. Uh, there was an economics debate. No, yeah. it was uh, foreign affairs. Yeah, they were talking a lot about oil in Russia, and I was just like, whatever, dude. They should have some Russian whores oil wrestling. That's what we need. <laughs> oh yeah, I couldn't hold my own in those debates. I'd just be like, yo, Russia's being super gay. <laughs> I thought nothing could be more of a bloodbath than Scott Horton. Uh, debating a neocon, and then we got up here, so. <laughs> All right. I also like that Scott Horton kind of wears skinny jeans. Did you notice that? <laughs> that rules. He's uh, a high beast. So I want to get into a couple of the problems that we all face as we're not a part of the Free State Project. We got to, you know, interact with normies out there, and then we'll get the Free Staters on to tell us about their lifestyle up here and why uh, we should stick around. Uh, so the first one is, in dealing with normies, I would say there's a category of people that is just best described as one of them. <laughs> uh, and we all have to, like, my sister went to Barnard, and now she's just one of them. Like, every okay. family meal, it's like, it's just, uh, but Chris, I'm doing a real late night introduction here. Oh, gotcha, you ready? Gotcha. It's a real late night. Chris, I know you've been dealing with a lot of ones of thens in your life. I actually, <laughs> I'm working for one. I'm bartending one day a week, and it's like, it's my boy for, like, 20 years, and we were hanging out getting drunk during the pandemic, so I was like, oh, you seem like you don't give a fuck about any of this shit, and then it's just like, this dude in the last week gave me a fucking speech about being anti-racist, and then told me when I was trying to book a hip-hop show to be careful about what they say. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, like, it's like, I don't think I have to be anti-racist when you're saying, hey, censor the black folks in my bar. <laughs> What they say. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like... He was worried about the misogyny. I was like, well, I, you probably don't know that many black dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're... I know a ton of them. I've run trains with black dudes. They're into that. I just... <laughs> they leave their shoes on, too. It's fucking weird. <laughs> We're in the house, dude. I mean, come yeah. on. Well, that's the irony about running a bar and being woke, is if you don't want people to be anti-gay and you don't want misogynists, you're going to have to pick out, pick, kick out the black dudes. Like, that's... Dude. It's actually true. It's like, we're stocking Heineken and Hennessy. They're going to show up. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault. you got to change the menu if you yeah. don't want them here. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Are there any, like, particular feisty family members or individuals that you got to deal with that you just find... Like, my sister just vaccinated her little kids. I was like... I know. I feel like a failure. I was like... You were I, trying to give them the age that you gave to Dave. <laughs> yeah. I've got an interesting mix. I've got a grandma who hasn't basically left her house in like a year and a half, and then I've got my aunt who still believes that Donald Trump is going to arrest 10,000 pedophiles. So it's, it's quite the mix in my well, family. Well, if he had just had a little more time, I think he could have got that done. Oh, yeah. yeah. They stole an election from him. If he wasn't wasting all of his time <laughs> trying Rounding to... up pedophiles, he could have probably won yeah. the election. Yeah. He, he couldn't get to the pedophile part because they did two years of Russia collusion, then they faked the election. He never got to it. Yeah. Do you, want, you know how nice of a wall we would have right now? <laughs> You're going to make a wall out of pedophiles? Yeah. <laughs> that would be sick, dude. Pedophile wall. Yeah. And then when the, and when the illegals hop it, they kick them in the face. Or, or Pedophile wall was the south side of Epstein's Island. 
They're like, oh, you need to go to Pedophile Wall. It's got a great they were view just, at sunset. They were just keeping the Mongolians out. Oh, uh, when you're knee deep in a toddler, it's great to see the sun fall. <laughs> A pedophile wall could work because if you kept them alive, like maybe they're just a chain there and alive, yeah. you would prevent people from coming in because they would be sitting there like, kids, 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 you know? They would spot that's, them. That's true. They, they are really good at IDing people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'd be like, oh, that wall's getting real wet. There's might be a lot of kids around. <laughs> yeah, the bouncer at every bar should just be a pedophile because he could spot the underage kids. <laughs> yeah, dude, the, pe the pedophile bouncer? Hey, that would be yeah. You can't come in here. Get into that van. <laughs> Being like, yeah, this... This super sexy person is way underage. <laughs> uh, he can't get in this bar. Yeah, their cocks are just a divining rod for people you can't let into your bar. Yeah. Your ID says yes, but my dick Shit. says no. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you, with the ass that can't quit, go home. <laughs> uh, you're not coming in, but I will take your number. <laughs> uh, all right, one of the other things I'm finding that uh, we're dealing with, like, for instance, I just checked into a hotel, uh, and like every hotel, there's a sign there that, like, sorry, we're understaffed, so we're not going to be able to offer you services. What that means is you just don't want to pay enough money for someone to work there. We're, like, experiencing a different, like, we, also, we have inflation, and then we have airlines that will pretend that they can pay, you know, give you a plane ticket, and then they just go, oh, we're having weather problems. Yeah. yeah. Like, weather pro we're, like, we're sitting in a tropical storm right now. That's the level of, like, there will be no weather in the, it's like nothing but clear skies. You could literally get everyone in every city in America to, like, I don't know, go onto a video camera to showcase how nice the weather is. And the airlines are still saying it's weather. All right, dude, I got stuck in Scottsdale for an extra 12 hours because of fake weather. I think JetBlue owes me restitution for that shit. Yeah. You ever been to Scottsdale? It's the worst place. Well, they, they implemented vaccine mandates to, you know, save just one life, and now we don't have air traffic controllers, and that's probably going to cost us some lives, unfortunately. Is it? So, in your estimation, you think it's that many people quit the industry over vaccine mandates? I do, yes. And they just don't want to cop to that story? Yes, exactly. I, I actually, I, I've talked to, I mean, there was a thousand Southwest Airline pilots that were protesting in this lengthy row that you could see the video last, uh, yesterday. And, and yeah, God bless them. I mean, they should be protesting, but the reason they're protesting is I want is them to get back to work so I can fly places well, on time. I hear you, I hear you, but... Like, sometimes I take Labor's side, and other times I'm like, get the fuck back to work. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I do, I, I'm sick of missing flights. I had flights that have been canceled as I'm supposed to have speaking events. It's terrible, but, you know... It's literally a coin toss if you're making an event now. It's like flip it, a coin. 100%. It's terrible. I don't think people understand it. If you don't travel often, like, it is basically 50-50 whether yeah. or not you're getting off the ground. So th this is the part that I think is so weird. All right. It, it, so they have a bad policy. They go, we're going to shut down the country. We're going to force people to get vaccines. Then you get the unintended consequences where people are like, all right, well, then this sucks. I'm not doing this job if you're going to force me to get vaccinated. And then you're a year later in an industry is basically widespread failures that they can't offer you goods and services as the result of a bad policy. But then they go one step further where they don't want to let people know that because if they let people know that, people might realize, oh, socialism isn't good. <laughs> we shouldn't have government just coming up with, like, it doesn't work. You end up with shortages. Right. So they go, it's bad weather. Now, as to how there isn't a single media agency reporting on, hey, it's not bad weather. What the fuck is going on here? that everyone's just like, okay, it's bad weather. You know what I mean? It's weird that there isn't reporting or outrage over it. But then here's what gets me really creeped out. This is what I start going like, you know, hey, I gotta uh, fortify my apartment, buy guns and more food. Is I'm like, yeah. is this the first shortage that we're gonna see? Like if socialism leads to bad policies and shortages, and then they don't even wanna cop to that and just go, yeah, yeah, yeah it's weather. So then what, like, is that gonna happen to food? Is that gonna happen to, like, what other things is it coming is. down? It's already happening to food. Yeah, it's food, I mean, fuel, that's why fuel's skyrocketing. And to answer your question as to why the media won't report on it, I think it's largely because they are owned by some of the same well, they primary were, shareholders. And I guess they were bribed by the pharmaceutical companies to push the vaccine thing. You yep. look at who buys all that ad time. Exactly. And so they, were, they, they got their piece of the pie, yeah. so now they don't wanna report on it either. Yes. Here's my question. If the plane's so heavy, how does it fly? <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with you on it. I mean, I feel like... 
that would be the thing to put it over. Uh, it's a reasonable question. <laughs> I don't actually know how it works, so. I try not to think. Sometimes I look at skyscrapers and I'm like, that's going to fall on me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. And then I'm like, you're not supposed to think about these things. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best not to think about it while you're flying. I do that sometimes. I'm like, how's this work? And then I start to have a panic attack and I just take a Xanax and go to bed. So, Clint, you're uh, better at pretending like you know things in economics than I am. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it, yes. <laughs> how, like, what do you think is coming down the line in terms of shortages? Like, how corrosive was the government shutting us down for a full year? Because we're starting to see it. We're starting to see, oh, that doesn't work, that was not smart. But like the life cycle of some of these industries, we're starting to see it in oil. At least this is what the oil executives are claiming is, you told us that this wasn't gonna be a favorable environment for oil, so we stopped making investments, and yes, there's gonna be an oil shortage because yeah. like, it, it, I think the way the oil executives are looking at it is like, if you're telling us that this is the end of our industry, then we're cashing in, we're not gonna be putting money back into you know, refineries and other equipment, we're gonna let it ride with what we have and we're gonna make the money that we can while, you're, while you will allow us to. And showcasing that is the amount of money that they're returning to investors via dividends versus reinvestment. Right. So that's just one industry. But it's like, what else has happened that might affect us in two or three years from now, such as fertilizer, fields being planted? You got any pictures on this or just we should all just be panicking? Uh, yeah, you, we should all be panicking primarily. But. Uh, I mean, you just laid out the, the case, so I don't really right. have much to add to it other than the money printing that also adds to the inflation, which adds to the cost of fuel, which then adds to the cost of everything. So you have a cascading inflationary uh, process where every good that we need to not starve to death is now going to cost a hell of a lot more money. And you also have people that are not employable because they refuse to put something in their body against their will. Uh, and those people need to produce things to help increase supply so that prices come down and it's just a completely unvirtuous evil communist terrible process from hell and that's the gas holiday right what's that that's the gas holiday that biden keeps yeah yeah about? as long yeah. as they remove the taxes yeah. for a couple days i'm yeah. sure it'll all get back online so we were talking about in the room that 2008 would have been a great time for us to let Shit crash. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, we yeah. had nothing. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like, you, know, you know how many warehouses I could have bought in Brooklyn if they would just <laughs> let the economy crash? I'd be written that shit to hipsters for so much right now. Yeah. Deflation would have been great if when I got out of college and oh. just, I mean, I was living yeah, at Yeah, you still had all your bar mitzvah money. Yeah. <laughs> I would, have been, would have been kind of fucked up for the boomers that had all their savings. But I hear you, and you're absolutely right. Within like 12 to 24 months, we would have been back to a much healthier economy. But we don't do that. We don't right. do that because the people that actually run the government uh, run the Well, banks. on account of the boomers, I think my, uh, my generation is going to be in the biggest for surprise because they were the ones that got out of college, was no jobs, they all moved back into their homes. And then finally, the wealth expansion over the last three years, I've seen a lot of my peers actually making money, buying homes, families. They got suckered. Now they're yeah. in the fucking system. They didn't yeah. realize that these were going to be uh, one good roll of crap on the craps table. Exactly. They didn't realize that the casino just suckered them into the system. And it's very hard to cash out. Unlike a, well, I guess that's exactly like a craps table. It's hard to cash out. Yeah. Let's so play, let's I don't play. think they're gonna. I think they're, they're, they're going to get like this brief window where they actually had a decent income and they're gonna go right back to poverty. Yeah. It's not and it's be so fun. much easier to just stay poor. Like, yeah, exactly. Because when you're poor, like you figure out how to be poor, you're like, all right, I don't get late. That's part of my life. Like, there's like, nothing more dangerous than letting a homeless man taste lobster once. Yeah. Then he never goes back. It's like blood in the water for sharks. <laughs> exactly. If yeah, I don't let the homeless man eat lobster, how do I fuck him, Clint? <laughs> <laughs> no, you cut him off at the free biscuits, Andy. <laughs> you're like, I'd be like, you want some sides? Eat my ass. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a Buddhist. All right, poem. go back to talking about smart shit. <laughs> I got nothing if I can't call it something gay. <laughs> Does anyone have beers? <laughs> that, the guy that looks like a Fed in the back has Coors Lights. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, dude, I'll I'll do a terrorist attack on whoever you want if you give me a Coors Light. <laughs> I do feel like. Yeah, no, I'm not being funny. Give me yeah, a Coors Light. Uh, Look my, at this guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, can you, uh... This is warm. Are those cold? <laughs> dude, you, if the bottle's blue, it's cold, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Can you, uh, Stone Cold Steve Thank Austin you, that? 
I'm gonna get my shirt. I want to drink the whole beer. Oh, no. uh, so, I don't want to waste a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cold. Thank you for helping out my alcoholic friends. They were two minutes away from the shake, so I... <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, he threw that one. <laughs> he probably shook it beforehand, too. It probably wasn't just the toss. All right, so getting us back on topic, Clint, I think we're coming to a pivotal moment here where uh, the Fed looks like they're going, shit, this inflation's a problem. They're starting to raise interest rates. Uh, and... I think we're going to hit a moment where they're going to have to make a decision between deflation and inflation. Correct. Uh, do we want to raise interest rates enough that we start popping some of these asset bubbles, prices come down, and that way if you're sitting on your cash, you are golden. You're going to have the buy opportunities you haven't seen in 100 years. This might be your best opportunity for wealth ever. Yep. On the other side... I also still have my bar mitzvah money, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're saying your best bet right now in this economy is to be Jewish. <laughs> your best bet in every economy in, <laughs> in the history of the world that's always been a good bet yeah, fair enough. yes if you have beers totally uh, oh, thank you round of applause yeah bringing up the beers yeah thank you thank you no, thank you. no oh, yeah. no beer will go undrank i promise you that uh, no no i'm okay thank you um it, all right so we're talking about we're at a pivotal moment of yeah, inflation so, or deflation. If the Fed allows for deflation, you want to sit in cash. On the, other, on the other hand, if they think they can take this on one more go of the merry-go-round, and they realize, oh, we are cracking open these asset bubbles, this is going to be a nightmare, and they decide to go back to, you know, basically expansionary policies where we're back to quantitative easing, we're back to lowering the interest rates. It's going to go the opposite way where you're going to wish that you had your money in basically any physical asset because right. your cash is going to be worth nothing. Yep. Uh, what are you expecting and what do you think is the best way to play it? Well, I, I think that... First, is my analysis right? Do you think we're kind of coming yes. to that? Okay. Also, and for everybody in the crowd, are shrooms a physical asset? <laughs> Yeah. They're a perishable, I believe, so I don't no, know. No, they're dried. You're good. Vacuum sealers, guys. Come on. All right, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I think you nailed it. I, I think that we're at an inflection point where I've been predicting for the past year that we're going to have a whipsaw effect where they, they hike interest rates. You have a deflationary period. We're now in that deflationary period when it comes to uh, stocks. Housing hasn't been impacted yet because it takes. there's a delayed effect when it comes to hiking interest rates. Uh, I believe that the Fed will probably follow through with the promised additional half-point interest rates, uh, interest rate hikes over the next three or four months. So it'll basically be right after Warren Buffett buys everything. Correct. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, he, he's insider trading, obviously. But um, I think, though, that ultimately they can't hike interest rates adequately enough to suppress inflation. And therefore, because, because of the national debt, they, it'll become unsustainable. The, the government will probably have to default at that point, which I don't think they want to do. They want to try and maintain the dollar's hegemony. So I think what they're doing by hiking interest rates is delaying the day of reckoning, allowing for them to get the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, in place so that then they can shift to that by the time hyperinflation actually destroys the dollar. All right, that's, so that's, that's actually the perfect segue because I wanted to cover two more topics. Then we'll bring the free staters up here to see which of one of you is going to be staying here permanently. Uh, I should just end every rant with like fat retard, and then everyone like laughs, because I, I always I always bring the audience down. I'm sorry. No, we're that we're we're talking, we're digging into these topics. Central bank digital currency. I saw you plugging online, not plugging online, but basically saying that is end game of kind of the end of freedom and life, our lifestyle as we know it. Yes. Can you explain to us why that is kind of the. Uh, the chess piece we should be so aware of and so against. Why yeah. is that so? 100%. Uh, you can actually look it up. Boston uh, Fed white paper on central bank digital currency. You can read it, or you can watch my episode with Amari uh, Sachet. Uh, he, he breaks it down. He's a cryptocurrency guy, so he actually understands the blockchain technology, so he can explain what they're capable of. But what makes it extraordinarily powerful is that they're able to not just implement UBI, where they put currency into your account, but they can also extract your money against your will. Right, at, at any at, given moment in time. So, so if you're a political dissident, which everybody in this room is, uh, they can take all of your central bank digital bucks out of your account at, at the drop of a hat. I mean, just imagine. Now, can, can, I, can I give the counter, though? Sure. Oh, well, all right. Sure. I, let Find me... optimism in this, please. <laughs> let me let you finish your point first. 
No, no, no. I, please give me no, some. No, because I think I, I think I cut it off, and it's an important point. I think they should oh, be aware of the. Everybody's rest. this polite when there's so many guns in the room. <laughs> That's right. Two way, baby. Uh, I mean, just imagine. It's exactly what happened with the uh, the Freedom Convoy in Canada, uh, where they started to shut down bank accounts. But right. imagine if they actually had your biometric data that's involved with your entire life. They're able to dictate whether or not uh, you can qualify for a, a home loan based off of your social credit score, which would also come in tandem with a central bank digital, digital currency. Uh, this is exactly what they would have liked to have done with all of the people that protested on January 6th, but they didn't have the technology yet, so now they're just... You have total going. control over people without 100%. even the... Like, it's not even... If the cops have to show up to your house and take your shit, your neighbors might get that on film, and they might have to answer for it. Right. If you just don't have access to your money anymore, and then you're just yelling in the street, who's exactly. listening to you? And, and now we have the precedent. Yeah, now you're just a crazy homeless person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're just a crazy homeless no, person. You're, you're yeah. exactly right. That's what you would look like. You would so, just be in, in rags saying, right. I used to be rich, and everyone's like, sure you were. <laughs> um, the only, I would just think, though, that might create a black market in which all of a sudden Bitcoin... Bitcoin is that black market, yeah. Right. And so the question becomes, though, don't clap yet, everybody. Buy, buy the dip. <laughs> no, the question becomes, <laughs> we saw over this past year that Bitcoin at 60000 was probably not a buy because it was over leveraged and was more of a, uh, these people that were leveraging to buy into the market were buying it because it was a risk product and they thought, you know, the same idiots that were buying stocks were buying Bitcoin. They weren't buying it to use it as currency. They yes. were buying it as a risky investment that they might see high returns on. But sure. Rob, have you heard of Cum Rocket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> what, please, I'll take the bait. What is Cum Rocket? <laughs> It's, it's like I Bitcoin, mean, it's but for sluts. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it'll shoot you to the moon with its cum. It's an NFT of the cum in their mouth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to whoever they last. Okay, whatever. I don't need to push that anymore. <laughs> like, this bored ape is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to Bitcoin becoming basically the currency for anyone who is doing any activity that they don't want basically the government to have oversight over. That creates real demand and utility for Bitcoin. However, if every single pension fund and every single real financial system that's tied in with Fed money isn't using crypto. Because it'll think be illegal the, for them to do so much. The market likely. cap, I would think, but I, I don't know, maybe the market cap for cash used in, you know, currently in the black market's astronomical. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back to you to say is that. Yeah, I think, I mean, as more and more people are forced into this new secondary market, black market, gray market, whatever you want to call it, I think that you'll see obviously a, a, an increase in the dollar exchange rate for Bitcoin. I, I hate to even talk in those terms because it's, fiat is so, it's just trash. So I, I hate to do that. But um, yeah, I think that, that ultimately you will see institutional money flee Bitcoin, you already are. And then you will see the true believers, the political dissidents, the black market, drug dealers, child traffickers, everybody else, and also beer being spilled. Um, <laughs> I think that you'll see the, the real market start to uh, you know, be created in that void. Got it. All right, so one more topic, and then we're going to bring the free staters up here. I saw a video of Biden the other day. And every once in a while, you see a video of Biden, and you're like, oh, I couldn't believe I could see something like, worse than what he's already done. Right? Like, there was that one, the worst one he did yet was, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he finished a speech, and then he went to shake hands with a ghost. You guys see that one? Right? That one was pretty unbelievable. It was just like, eh, like, you know what I mean? It was really weird. Then, last week, he fell off a bike. That was pretty good. Uh, and then, the newest one, I don't know if you guys seen this clip. If you haven't, you gotta go find it. But he went, if I could sum up the American uh, people in one word, and then he stuttered for 30 straight seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then he never refound the one word. He never went like he never. <laughs> Wait, he never got to it. No, he just moved on and started talking about some other guys like travel schedule. Yeah, that's because cum rocket is two words. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that that stuttering isn't a good synopsis for America right now? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, we're gonna be on a pause and shaky ground <laughs> yeah, for a while. So one of the best things that when presidents leave is we do get some of like the real stories of them behind the scenes. We get some of the fun moments. What do you guys think are going to be some of the best this guy had dementia moments? Like, he was eating toothpaste in the kitchen or, 
You know what I mean? Like, what do you think are going to be some of the dementia moments that we find out about later? I, I, I'm still upset that we don't have video footage of him allegedly taking a dump in front of the Pope, because that would be fucking I thought incredible. he just, uh, I thought he, oh, it was that he shat his pants. Yeah, in front of the Pope, bro. That's like, that's like such a <laughs> comedic trope, and it, it allegedly happened, and we don't have video at of his, it. At his age, it could have just been a little blood, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Which would make it a stigmata, so he might be the second coming. That's true. He probably shat his pants in front of the Pope. That's going to be hard to top. That's no, it's definitely coming out there. that, like, Biden weakly pooped himself. Yeah, no. yeah without a doubt. Dude, when my sure. dad was that age, it was way more than weakly. Like, I'm telling <laughs> you right now. And he was significantly more coherent than Biden. Also, an also compulsive gambler. <laughs> All right, how many times do you think another world leader has sat through a meeting and then left and been like, he shat himself, right? <laughs> like, they were, like, trying to get through a serious negotiation, and they're just like, oh. I just like to imagine Xi Was Jinping. Was that old man breath or shit? <laughs> what, do you oh, think, what do you think Biden's shit Quick, smell smells like? Quick, smell that young girl's neck and compare it to the rest <laughs> of the room. What do you think Biden's shit smells like? If he shits himself, like, oh, what do you man. think? Like, I mean, whatever Gerber baby food smells like after a couple months. I was going to say grinded up children. I don't know. Sorry, that was dark. But it's true. It smells like whatever's in his niece's journal. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Lock him up! Lock him up! (laughs) All right. With that, let's get the second part of this podcast started. (laughs) Let's hear for some of the free staters. Welcoming to the stage, I know we've got Carla, we've got Dennis, and I believe we've got one other, uh, someone else coming out. Is the guy with the gun and the yarmulke? Oh, it's this Mossad agent over here. <laughs> yes, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> right, let, me, uh, let me slide over. Clint, can you go around to the side so I can just see you? If you can uh, face in. No, no, you guys are all good in your seats. And then if you guys all right, uh, I'm come grab, here next to Rob. Grab a mic, turn it on. All right. Oh wait, the lady who gave me beers is a free stater? I'm moving here. <laughs> Dude, I am the queen of free staters. Right. I am the mother of porcupines. You're welcome. How did that beer. how does that come out? Hell yeah. <laughs> it was prickly. <laughs> Little stabby. Oh boy. Uh <laughs> All right, so I think one of the coolest things of what you guys are building up here is uh, the last time I was at the Shell, which uh, is a very fun location. I've had the uh, honors of performing there a couple times. If you guys don't know, they do have a couple libertarian clubhouses that we're going to talk about in a little bit. And so if you live up here, there is an opportunity to really be a part of a community and hang out and you know see cool live events. It's not just at Porkfest. But one of the things that people were telling me, which I thought was really cool, was they said that if cops pull over someone who's a part of the Free State Project, they kind of know this is not, it's like when, the second they start talking to a Jew lawyer, like cops talk to a Jew lawyer, they're just like, all right, fuck it, you can go. Just go, (laughs) just, I know you need your bagels, just go do what you gotta do. Oh wait, are the Free Staters the ones who like throw up that piece of paper on the window? (laughs) And they're like, am I being detained? Am I being detained? (laughs) And they're like, these autists are fucking annoying. (laughs) Get out of here. No, we're the ones that hold up our cameras and go, hey, we'll talk to you, but we're going to record this. So, works just as well if you yell, world star. (laughs) (laughs) So, tell us about, uh, I know that that was a win that you had in court that I guess you are now able to film a cop. So, why don't you break us down what the law was previously, what the incident was, and how you got that changed? All right, it was a dark and stormy (laughs) night (laughs) in 2010, and I was rolling with my homies who I just bailed out of jail. What'd they do? For a 420 from the day before. (laughs) You mean they were selling weed, smoking weed? This sounds like the introduction to uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. This sounds like a Snoop Dogg song that didn't make it to doggy style. (laughs) What the hell? Um, All right, I won't make it too long, but basically, I got arrested. I had a passenger with me. We were rolling home, following other free staters to go to the domes, which is this place where... You you get head, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) 
the domes. When you say rolling, do you mean you were on ecstasy? Uh, no, they were listening to uh, Limp I Biscuit. can neither confirm oh, nor deny. But it did take them four hours to be like, should we have given that lady a sobriety test? That I mean, one look the... at you, yes. <laughs> no, I was very thankful they didn't. At this stage, I was chained to a pole in the police station. Wait, did they ask you for your license and you just handed them three blue moons? Uh, <laughs> No, they asked me for my license, and I told them to fuck off. Oh, that'll do it. Um, so like basically, they pulled us over. We were two cars, and they pulled over both the cars. And they were behind me, and then they were like, we're not pulling you over. And I'm like, well, I know those people have I'm lead. on ecstasy, and we're connected right now. <laughs> so we're a team. If you're pulling them over, I'm over too. I don't know if you know this, but plants communicate through mycelium in the soil, <laughs> and I feel like we're communicating through mushrooms right now. Uh, Officer, I know that you have to do your job. You're evil and you represent the state, but you're a beautiful man. <laughs> Can I take your picture? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I recorded them. They didn't like that. I got arrested. It was a very strange confluence because our community is pretty tight, right? And back then, we had this thing called Pork 411. And it was just you an know, like, a, like the bad thing. How many people yeah. called that just to get barbecue recipes? <laughs> <laughs> so Dude, when Robbie, and, when Robbie and Dave told me they were coming to Pork Fest last year, I was like, word, are the ribs good? <laughs> oh, yeah, by the and way. And they were like, no, I'm going to explain all this stuff to you. And I'm like, guys, we're drinking. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be pork with the need a, You know, like they got the bat signal thing? You need one with a porcupine. Yeah, pretty much. So that happened. And so it was just random that two cars of free staters were driving. And it happened that another free stater was driving this way, saw the popo had pulled us over, put out the bat signal, and then like 10 or 15 people showed up. With guns. With guns and cameras. Being like, yo, cop, what's up? Yeah. So the interesting thing is we do bumper stickers on the car. A lot of people just keep their pork fest stickers on the car. And we've been doing over under whether you're more likely to get arrested with a porcupine on the car or less likely. So let me tell you, Grateful Dead stickers, don't put them on your car. That's not smart. <laughs> like I'm a huge deadhead, but that's the way you get in trouble for the drugs you have on you. That's yeah. like, you might as well be telling the officer, I am the car to search on this highway. It's the right. ATF bat signal. Well, uh, Although what? these days ATF bat signal. Yeah. These days they'll pull you over just for going the speed limit. That now too is probable cause apparently, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we. Think My new thing is I try and call them out for being a bitch. Like what I mean is like because I got detained once in high school and the, the line there was like there's two of you there's one of me and I'm afraid. It's like you're fucking afraid of me. <laughs> like. Oh like, yeah. Like, I go. Yeah. I go to the cop and I just go pussy says what. <laughs> You, yeah. you laugh, but the second guy who got arrested that night got arrested for being instructed because he was filming in the lobby of the police station. It was like midnight, right? And there and, are rapes in there. You can't be recording at the police station. Well, you, yeah, you will. Now you can. Uh, you can also, we have done this in the past. We've had 420 rallies where we went, and I swear to God, this is what started it all. We did a 420 rally. There were probably 100 people who were smoking out. There were two black kids. And the narc, oh, that's too many. I th that's oh, and that's why you called the cops. No, the narcs, no, 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 no. The narcs literally jumped out of the group, pulled their shields out of their shirt, right? Like they wear their badges on the inside. They pulled out their shiny badge and arrested just the black kid. And we were like, whoa. So they made the right call? Is that what you're saying? Good police work? <laughs> So we actually went Sometimes to the police station, works. bailed him out, raised money, passed a hat, and uh, yeah, all right. So I don't know about the racist stuff. How can um, I roll with this? <laughs> I don't know. You do, Molly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so over okay. under is that before my case, you were likely to get pulled over for a bumper sticker with a porcupine on it. After my case, a lot less likely. So I fought it and fought it and fought it. I'll just give you the highlights. I'm actually doing a talk at four o'clock, so come back and I'll give you the full version. But basically, we just kept fighting and we took it all the way to the First Circuit, which is the court under the Supreme Court. It took four years. It was the First Circuit decision. They were like, their argument was, well, 
are you sure the Constitution works after dark? Because they were literally saying, <laughs> they were literally saying, well, we're not sure. It was late at night. It seemed dangerous. You were all armed and, you know, like. In fairness, the Constitution doesn't work when someone has the sniffles, so uh, <laughs> makes sense. Right? Yeah, it got a lot worse fast. Um, but anyway, so the decision does apply to 13 million people, so it's all of the U.S. and Puerto Rico. And you're welcome. So that's my story coming so for. <laughs> you got it to the Supreme Court that they were objecting to, what, the evidence that you had of having filmed the, the incident? Or they were trying to get you into trouble specifically for having filmed it? So for having, so what happened was they were like, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm me, so, you know, we were having some exchanges and differing opinions. We see your haircut. That, <laughs> that, that, that kind of ended up with them going, you have 10 seconds or breaking your windshield to remove you from the vehicle. And I was like, Yo, there's yeah. way easier ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, I like my car. Okay, I'll get out, right? And what was the question? Uh, so the question. What kind of product do you use in that haircut? Um, it was right? how many more beers do you have? <laughs> it's come rocket. Oh. You heard it here. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> to the moon. Uh, I don't have hair, but I still just rub it in. It gives you a nice shine. It's a nice sheen. Yeah, it's a nice, a nice little glisten. People are like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, don't touch it. Um, <laughs> to the other two guys, if you can work in Cum Rocket, that'd be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get a sponsor. Yeah, I'm trying to finish by the end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What we were getting at was you had filmed the cops as a part of the process of being arrested. So what was being contested by them about you having filmed them? Like, how did that even come into play? So what happened was they originally arrested me for disobeying an officer, which is just basically their get out of, you know, they're like, oh, we'll just catch you for this. We're not sure you're doing something wrong, but we're sure you're doing something wrong. And so they did that. And then it was like three in the morning. We'd already had the throwdown. I mean, it was fun, man. I was like chained to a pole. They tightened the thing. And you're into that kind down. of thing. I get it. <laughs> That sounds like jam. Black Snake Moan. Yeah. No, I'm just going to keep saying, chain to the pole, come rock it. I can do this. <laughs> um, and so when I was leaving, they had confiscated my camera. And they, they were like, no, we're just going to keep your camera. And I was like, nah. And, and I'm a lawyer. And I was like, no, at a minimum, you're going to give me a receipt. Like, you're going to be like, hey, but like, I want to be able to prove tomorrow morning you took my video camera. It was still a video camera. It's, you know, 2010. Anyway, so then the guy got super fucking mad. And he was like, whoa. And the, he stormed over and he wrote wiretapping on my charge. And so in New Hampshire, it's a dual consent state. So they literally made the argument that because the police officer hadn't consented to me videotaping him, that I was, and of course that's ludicrous because they were in public and they're public officials and I'm paying their salary and all of that. But I was really grateful that the guy overreacted because our entire case hinged on that, mm -hmm. where we said, and my case, they no longer have qualified immunity. They cannot claim qualified immunity for any public recording of an official in public. And they're trying to limit it to police officers, but I think we can say it's for all government officials. We, that's how we roll here, that's how we act. We go out, we film them, we'll do it at the state house. I even go in the courthouse now where they don't like it and I just yell press because there are four people who follow me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and everyone should. Um, and, and yeah, so, so no qualified immunity. It's a big win. And I think it sent a message, right? Like we're nonviolent people, but I'm like, fuck off. Just leave us alone. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting yeah. um, it, how much video camera technology has shed light on police brutality. Like, there's so many moments, if you look at all these cases over the last couple of years, uh, including 
George Floyd, amongst others, the cops would have gotten away with it. If there was no camera footage, yeah. they would have just said whatever they said, and that would have been the end of it. It is a bit of a game changer that you can record these people, and then when you see, when you actually have to confront online, like you have to look at the footage and be like, why does anyone have the power to do this? Sadly, people do turn it into a race issue, where it should just be as Scott Horton out there says, Stop the killer cops. Keep the message simple. It, that's all you need. Uh, Woo! What I find interesting is that that cop brought up consent because I've never had an interaction with a cop that I consented to. So, like, <laughs> I don't really respect that. Okay, so say I'm in a cop's closet and I'm filming him and his wife fuck. <laughs> if I, how many times do I have to yell, am I being detained where it's legal? <laughs> Uh, Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're the lawyer. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> three times, Andy. Three times. Like All right, you... so... I, I should have waited on the cookie. I'm, I'm definitely feeling that. <laughs> Ooh, hell yeah. Let me tell you, there's nothing like being on stage and realizing you're too stoned to be on stage. Oh, this is pork fest. I have literally fallen off the stage. <laughs> I had once... Uh, I also don't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah. I had... Uh, this was a long... This was like eight years ago. I was smoking weed with Dave, and I didn't smoke weed at the time. And then I had, I had to get on stage. It was like last my show of the night. I had like four shows. And I was about to like go to Dave like, Dave, I think I'm a little too stoned for this. Like, like maybe stay in the room. But I was like, eh, don't be a pussy. I'll be fine. <laughs> Dave was so stoned, he forgot I was on stage. <laughs> I did 25 minutes, and I was so stoned, I couldn't even tell if I was talking. I finally just had to cop to it and go, hey, audience, I'm really sorry. I know this isn't professional. And then I got the waiter to, I mean, the no. whatever, to fetch me. Rob, yeah. you remember the last time I smoked weed is because you forced me to? I didn't force <laughs> you to smoke weed. That does not sound like consent. That is, yeah. We were doing this. You didn't out. ask if you were being detained. I didn't. I fucked up. I was hiding in the closet and filming Robbie. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want this weed. Before, all right, I never brought this up. Before, and I said, hey, I do this pot smoking event. It's a competitive pot smoking thing. Are you a pot smoker and want to do it? And you said, yeah, I totally smoke weed. And then we got up there and you're like, yeah, I don't smoke. And you're like, I don't smoke any weed. And Robbie was like, you have to smoke weed. And I was like, well, I want to get booked again. So <laughs> yeah, I, I went guess in, I'm smoking weed, right? I definitely went into Jew uh, producer, hey, we're making a porn here. Shut the in fuck fairness, up, energy. It was literally like five minutes before the show starts, and Robbie goes, you have to smoke weed. <laughs> so at it's least funny we because know. if you guys combined, you'd look like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> At least That's we a, know who's jumping off the bridge because uh, <laughs> I think there's a rule that says you don't have to do it, right? That, she really guys. is that stoned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Carla. Let's thank move on you. to uh, Dennis. For those not familiar with Dennis, Dennis is OG Free State Project over here. Woo. Dennis, I mean, I don't know how old Dennis is, but like 85 years ago, Someone told him he had cancer. That's true. And he said, I might not be able to take over the world, but I can take over New Hampshire. That's what he said. And then he moved up here, and then I don't know what you did after that. I'll let you take over the story, but what's going on? So you're, you're out here, you've been here a long time, you're kind of OG in the movement, and you're- Officially, he's not an OG, just for the record. Ooh, some beef ah, over here. You know, I don't know what the cutoff line is. Well, then he's good at the marketing. That he he yeah. stepped into the role as the- You could the... be an OG. You've organized Porkfest so many times that you, you, I hereby decree OG. OG status. Yeah. You've been knighted. I think here, it, or just swap. Uh, so, uh, one of my great regr uh, regrets is that I'm not OG Free State Project. I'm OG Libertarian. I've been in the Libertarian movement for 41 years. Three and a half years, uh, years ago, I actually started doing what it is that I've always wanted to do, which was create freedom. Uh, so, the, you know, it's, and it's, it's been absolutely fantastic coming to uh, uh, the Free State. 
But the real OGs, the people who actually started this project, I mean, they need a major, major sh uh, shout out. Major shout out. Woo! Um, so uh, yeah, th this is her 17th Park Fest. Wow. Uh, it's my, uh, uh, well, uh, it's, it's probably somewhere like eight or nine. But, I got uh, decent numbers. Four, this is my third. Session. And then it's, it's what, your second. So, you know. You, I have, lost, you I, have the whole line up here. I just right. lost my pork fest virginity, which makes me one of the few libertarians <laughs> yeah. to not be a virgin. Thank you. Dude, you haven't lost it since until you take mushrooms and talk to the tree. <laughs> and you'll know a tree when you find it. Th that's tonight. That's yeah, tonight. you'll know it. All right, so give us the pitch for people thinking about moving to New Hampshire. One of the great things up here is that you guys do have community. As uh, you know, we, people, the rest of the world has to forage for food and people show up to their houses with guns and they don't realize that they know other people that can show up and defend them. That's what I'm going to run into. But you guys, you know, you got the shell, you've got these other locations are opening up. This dog's got your back. <laughs> the dog's clearly a communist. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you're actually building up here. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the most remarkable thing about living in the free state is that you're surrounded by people who agree to respect you, respect you as a human being, uh, to seek consent. Uh, and Yo, to why'd have you point at me when you said consent? <laughs> They're like, when you get here, you learn what consent is, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and so it's absolutely fantastic because we have so many gatherings, so many, so many fun things. Uh, you know, one of the things that I work on is creating these community clubhouses all throughout New Hampshire. Our goal is actually to make New Hampshire Pork Fest 365. Uh, and so this is kind of a microcosm of, you know, well, what's possible? And, you know, and allowing people to create their, their different hubs. Well, we're creating hubs all throughout New Hampshire. Uh, and one of the major hubs are these uh, community clubhouses. Last, uh, I guess, two and a half years ago, we opened one right before the whole COVID lockdown. Uh, they said, okay, so uh, you can't have anyone come over, you know, uh, what, five people, but they all have to be blood relations or something like that. Uh, and they all have to wear a mask. So uh, two weeks later, Robbie the Fire shows up. We got 70 free staters in there. No one's wearing masks, they're all wearing guns. <laughs> <laughs> and Funny how America. that works. And since Anthony Samaroff wasn't there, no one got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I think Robbie said, I've never seen so many people with guns before. Well, when I was at the... Uh, no, I was there and I literally looked around. It was like, there's 75 people in here and like 50 of them were over 75. And I was like, this is the live free or die state and we're going to find out tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then I brought up other people that are like, you know, they all have guns and they're getting hammered. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, they, that, they're doing them. Uh, Dennis, anything else that you want the, uh, the people to be aware of in terms of what you're building with the uh, clubhouses or anything else? You also got the, the bus tours. Yeah, so uh, we, we do Liberty bus tours. Uh, so, I mean, we basically tell people, come out to the, the, to the free state. You will not believe what is happening. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's the first time that you can actually breathe free. You're, you're surrounded by cannibals. These people are not your friends. And at some point, you're going to be on their menu. And then you come to the free state and you're surrounded by people that, that, that all of a sudden you So trust. that's the pitch. The free state, they won't eat you. They won't eat you. They will not <laughs> eat you. Well, you know what? Just make that the slogan. Yeah, that really gets to the point. Reaver free, right? <laughs> you're going to find a very small demographic of nervous Jews like this guy who goes, they promised me I wouldn't be eaten. Which, by the way, sounds like a slogan to people that are going to eat you. I got to be honest. <laughs> Well, right. it depends what kind of snack it is. <laughs> Live free or die when we eat you. <laughs> Dennis, right, so been, he's I, just I've been, looking over like, are people trafe? <laughs> NH Pilled, I uh, don't think I've had the pleasure of meeting you yet, or if I had, just lie so I don't come off like an asshole. Uh, they sent you up here as a, uh, as a delegate of the free state movement. I, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you ended up here and uh, what you got to share. So I moved here from California, um, the worst state in the country in my opinion. Um, and uh, I just experienced such a culture shock being here, being around so many like-minded people. It was really, um, it was really like I was reaching the next level. Um, so one of the groups that I uh, really got hitting the ground running with was the NHLA. 
Uh, it's a group that reviews all of the bills um, that are entered in the uh, State House and Senate. And, um, you know, that was just one thing that I saw. Um, and as I continued to look throughout the state, I saw that, um, you know, people talk about creating parallel institutions, but here we've actually built them, and here we're actually using them to create a, and establish a libertarian homeland. Okay. I mean, you really turned that into some Zionist He knows about starting homelands. Yeah. 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 He's, he's fucking good at that. Building a homeland, are we going to put up walls? Now, when you oh guys God, say free state, just, are, hold on. are we keeping the, the Palestinians out? out? I just want to be clear. Uh, so what are these parallel institutions? Give us an example. Well, well first off, the Iron Dome, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one of them is the NHLA, in my opinion. I think that the fact that we have a liberty organization that reviews all of the bills, it's run by ANCAPs, and we give uh, the reps a gold standard um, in which how they should vote, and depending on how they vote, they get a rating, and um, based off that rating, uh, all of the activists uh, determine who, whose doors we knock on in November, so it's really helpful. How many bills, how many bills did you actually review? So, uh, so this was his first year uh, coming yeah. in, and so this is the type of free stater we like. Yeah, so uh, this session I reviewed 350 bills. Um, yeah, this was, is uh, why we need Jews Nerd, involved. nerd, <laughs> nerd, nerd. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the theme of the free state is like, if you don't do what we want, we'll annoy the shit out of you. <laughs> Harassment right. works. That's what the left has learned. <laughs> so to button this up, you guys are out here. You're actually building a uh, state that is friendly to liberty. You're actually making changes to the law. You're creating institutions that you guys can overtake the lo local government and, uh, you know, make this a place that freedom rings. Before we call it, I know you guys are basically most of the way there in terms of mentally needing to make the commitment to move here. No, I have a quick question yeah. before I commit to this. When you say free state, are you trying to get more of these guys to move here? I'm just curious. These guys? Yeah, these people. These no, like not women. Like, like he wants to... <laughs> they control oh. the weather and the banks. You want them on your side. <laughs> we want all kinds, right? But I actually think we need more art. We need more comedy. We need more laughs. I mean, I think actually the one Came thing Came to the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we want people... How many people here are you first-timers? All right, so, you know... We like have we, to dose so many people. Right? But, but, but genuinely, like, we want people to move. We are building a libertarian state. It's the libertarian homeland. It's the Mecca. I could come up with more and more names. You know, I'm originally from South Africa, so I got to be really careful on the racist shit, right? Because I was like, oh, I voted for Nelson Mandela, but I am routinely called a white supremacist now, right? And I'm like, that's Dude, yo, how the African I voted for Obama twice just fucking happened, and I'm so glad I was here for it. I just need you all to know that. That was the funniest fucking thing I've ever personally heard. Thank you. So, so you know, I, I need to be very careful about what we call this because someone asked me the other day, they were like, you know, what do you think or whatever? And I was like, man, will someone tell me, am I like inadvertently building like a white homeland? Just don't build an apartheid state. That and would be a mistake. And then someone was like, no, because you're an African-American. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyone else? Just like a... Elon Musk. Exactly. Who I... is going to come to Parkfest next year? Can you all together with me say, Elon, please come to Parkfest on three. One, two, Don't three. Don't say it. Elon, please come to Parkfest. All right. Dave Smith's not even here, guys. <laughs> Uh, any other questions for the free uh, state? Yeah, I do have a question for Dennis. I've been meaning to ask him this since I got here. Where do I sign up for, like, the second and third wife? Ooh. I mean, I assume that's going to be part of this, right? We're talking it is like, the Mecca, like she yeah. said. Right? I mean, if we're going to... All right, is that not thinking freedom? of Utah. As long as they consent. Okay, Ashton, do you consent? All right. <laughs> uh, all right, before we call an episode, we've got five minutes left on the clock. If there's anyone out in the audience that has a question, I think we could take one or two questions before we call it. Uh, if, uh, all right, right over there. Come on up. Just uh, Let's give a round of applause for the Free State Project. I'm going to grab the mics. Yeah, if, uh, if two other people got questions you want to come up, we'll take two more questions, but we'll start with this guy. I don't know if that mic's on, so just come, come, come. Just Hello, test. can you hear me? Come on stage. Come Wait, on. Oh, that's three, on? Talk three of the Crypto Six? Is that like the Central Oh, there we go. Five? 
What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, man? Yeah, man. We partied in Jersey. System. Yeah, Dan O'Neill from New Jersey. I, uh, you spoke at our medical freedom um, rally. It was awesome. Hell yeah, dude. So um, is Maj Teray going to be here, and is he speaking? I don't know if Maj is going to be here this year, but he and Elon are definitely going to be here next year. <laughs> yeah, maybe not questions that have to do with the calendar. <laughs> And Maj actually yeah, it's has on spoken. The website. Maj has spoken. We broke Maj. Maj spoke at Liberty Forum four years ago. Let's not talk about breaking black people. That's <laughs> no, no, no. All right, mustache man, what do you got? Hey, how's it going? Uh, Clint, when can I buy a house, or should I start building the pedophile wall now? Uh, <laughs> don't buy a hey, house. Hey, that's right my now. idea, dude. You can't steal that. <laughs> I, I know we have a bunch of realtors that are giving talks throughout the week, and I'm like, All right. and I'm then, like, do not invite me up there. <laughs> I will tell everyone not to buy a house right now. Dude, then, but when the housing market crashes, you just buy a rental property and then refi when they artificially lower the inflation, or the interest rates in like three years, you're gonna exactly. fucking bank up. That's what you gotta do. Wait like a year. Facts. It, this is basically like asking me, like, fall of 2008, should I be buying a house? I'm like, no. You should wait until like spring of 2009 or probably 2010. The bottom, once it hits, will last a couple years. So like, you don't have to be fucking chomping at the bit. Have some patience, please. All right, it's one of the last biggest investments question, of your life. And then we're gonna call it a podcast. Let's hear from Mr. Toad, what do you got? Yeah. Toad. Uh, oh, dude, last time I saw him, he was fucking blacked out and got thrown out of a bar. <laughs> it was fucking yeah. nuts, you were hammered, dude. Yo, yeah, dude, you black true. out? He, he is he actually, Dude, he gets fucked up, dude. Toad, you want black out later? <laughs> Hell yeah, just oh, no. say yes. Yeah, We're asking you questions, motherfucker. This is how cool Toad, 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 Give Toad drugs. Give Toad drugs. This is how cool you are. One night of hanging with you and he quit drinking. <laughs> I think that might be the last night you drink. <laughs> All right, yeah, Toad, what it, you... it, it definitely wasn't the car crash or anything. Um, Clint, tell the people what's going on tonight and how gay is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be incredibly gay, folks. It's uh, Tower Power Hour. Robbie and Clint are going to mash their heads together and everyone gets a turn fucking them titties. <laughs> Honest to God, I'm not opposed to anyone titty fucking my head. Uh, Nine o'clock at the Mises Caucus tent, Tower Gang live. We got Richard Grove. We got me, Reed Coverdale, Toad. It's going to be incredible. And then uh, also 6 p.m. back here, we're going to be doing a live stand-up show. These guys are absolutely killers, so... Come 6 o'clock, stand up. This has been great. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Woo!